I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So here at ITV News, uh, at uh, just gone half past four in the morning, we are calling it for leave to win uh, this referendum. An extraordinary moment in British history. Come on, a little bit of room. And he took the shot and he scores magnificently. Ramsey's corner, Williams! Ashley Williams for Wales! Mr Trump hasn't just won Ohio, he's won it big time. A 12-point lead on that latest projection. And in modern times, the way Ohio goes has been the way the country has gone. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Greatest Games podcast on Football Ramble Daily in association with the Blizzard. My name is Marcus Speller. Opposite me is Jonathan Wilson. And with us is Ellis James, comedian and broadcaster. Ellis, pleasure to have you with us. Thank you very much for having me. Now, it's good to see you smiling already. Yeah. And the reason it's because you describe me as a broadcaster, is that... <laughs> which is an inherently funny word. It is, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. And a comedian and bon viveur, Ellis James. <laughs> C- comedian and TV funny man oh, is God. next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you've seen my uh, your output, my output, my <laughs> my terrible appearances on some quite low rent uh, uh-huh. talking head shows. You want a funny man though, rather than yeah. te- a comedian or, or just amusing bloke. I mean, when I was on eight out of ten cats, I was very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Really didn't pull my weight. <laughs> well, um, today we we go to go back a few years, of course, to Euro two thousand and sixteen. Wales three, Belgium one. I mean, if anybody, if anybody out there, dare I suggest, doesn't know you, Ellis, they will have picked up from your accent that it's pretty obvious why you chose this game. Yeah. But why did you choose this game? I think if um, you know, if if I were on a desert island, it would be the one game of football I could just watch again and again. <laughs> Um, I, I I occasionally say that my favourite match was the was the Russia three 0 because we in the group stages because we were just so comfortable from the start because mm. they they were terrible that Russian team, um, but more than anything this, they couldn't even beat England, <laughs> but they they I mean they they, they were rubbish yeah. and we were very comfortable f- from the start, whereas 
you know, Belgium got up the traps very quickly in this in this game. Um, I think the reason it it's probably certainly for my money the most iconic moment in Welsh sport is that you know a country the size of Wales reaching the semi final of a major international tournament. Mm is an enormous achievement. Before we started rolling, I said we're the smallest <laughs> country ever to have reached an international <laughs> semi-final. And, and Jonathan, Jonathan went it, quiet. It, it, Jonathan went quiet. He was <laughs> fact-checking me. He will claim that Uruguay in the 30s, smaller country. But again, you well, know... Well, Wales' like, population now is 3.1 million. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be surprised if it's grown by more than 0.1 million since 2016. So let's, let's call it yeah, 3 million. Let's call it 3 million, yeah. Uruguay's population now is 3.5 million. Yeah. It would have been lower than 3 million in 1930. That's all I'm saying. Yes, yes. And probably also in 1950. But, but Wales' population in the 30s was also smaller. Yes, but you didn't win the World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is... I would say that Uruguay are always a bigger country than we. Are you saying pound for pound? This pound is... for pound. <laughs> yes, pound for pound. And, and had you won the World Cup in the 1930s, that would be relevant. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, frustratingly, had we been allowed to compete in the World Cup, I think we'd have done all right because we won the home international championships yeah. three times in the 30s. We had, yeah. a, we had a good side in the 30s. Yeah. But obviously, you know, British football being what it was, we, we never got to... Uh, uh, prove that on the international stage, yeah. but the, the, often held down. But in Euro two thousand and sixteen, not yeah. so. Well, the, the thing, the thing with Welsh football, and that the reason that tournament has such a hold on us is that I think we were in with a shout of qualifying with a game to go in eleven different qualifying campaigns. So there's there's the obvious failures that even most casual football fans will remember: the the Russia playoff in two thousand three, Euro two thousand four. Losing to Romania in 93 for mm-hmm. USA Night Football boarding, missing the penalty. That was a p- particularly hurt, hurtful one. Yes, yeah. And, you know, that, that was a good side. You had Giggs and Rush and Hughes and Saunders and Southall and Gary Speed. Mm. Uh, but we just couldn't get over the line. And that Romania team was a very good side as mm. well. And they went on. Did they reach the semi finals of USA? Quarters, I think. Yeah, quarters. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Georgie right. Harji, you know, really yeah, good yeah, yeah. team. Um, and then obviously you've got the playoff against uh, Scotland in seventy seven, the Joe Jordan handball, the penalty that should never have been given. Eighty five. The to... commentary on that is I, I haven't to look at that again. You know, while while researching this, the commentary on on the Joe Jordan handball is amazing. Yeah. Archie McPherson going. Oh, it's Archie! Hey, a great clear penalty, greatly <laughs> given. <laughs> and what's frustrating about that in particular? Is I'm 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 sort of against VAR, but that that really would have sorted sorted us out because it's so obvious in the replay because the the Welsh players are, are in short sleeves and George Jordan's got a long sleeve. You going back shirt, a long back, navy shirt. If yeah. you're going back to the late seventies and talking about VAR, then. yeah. So and and there was a, there was a and so that that one hurts and obviously failing to beat Scotland at Ninian Park in eight five the night Jock Steen died and not qualified for you for Mexico eighty six. They're the sort of the classics. Mm. And then you have... The there's light. a lot there. Oh, there's there, but there's more. There's <clears> so <throat> many more. There's um, the lights going out at the Vetch when we played Iceland in 81. Um, and we were playing well. And then the game was held up for 45 minutes because um, you know, a generator, there'd been a fire, so the floodlights had gone out. And the Welsh team never regained their composure. We ended up drawing two all. Failed to qualify in goal difference. Failed to qualify for 84 on goal difference. It's remarkable. Came, I didn't realise it was this. Came quite. Cl- I mean, there's not really a, an international record like it. I don't think we came quite close to qualifying for yeah. the seventy-two Euros. We we. I would argue that we qualified for Euro seventy-six, but 
We got to the quarterfinal, and technically the tournament didn't begin until the semis. It was right. a four-team tournament. So then we, we didn't qualify for Euro 92. I would argue we qualified for Euro well, 76. Who, who, who beat what you is... in the quarters? We lost to Yugoslavia. Again, dodgy penalty decision, yeah. all that kind of stuff. The thing with um, the thing with Euro 92, we beat Germany. First team to, to have beaten them since Italia 90. Mm-hmm. So we beat them 1-0 in Cardiff. Um, we beat Belgium 3-1 at home and then uh, drew one all out in Brussels. Came second in the group. But Euro 92, Euro 92 was an eight-team tournament. Yeah. Eight teams. I remember England and, and Scotland qualified. England and Scotland qualified for it, yeah. So, you know, and again, that, that team was Rush Hugh, Saunders, Ratcliffe and Southall. You know, oh. a, a good sort of... Ryan Giggs came right in the tail end. So we, we got stuffed out in Nuremberg mm. and Giggs made his debut, come on as a sub. So... You know, you know, it's there. There, there are more. There are. There are. I mean, it's, it's a remarkable it just kept happening because I mean, Scotland have that thing, of course, that they've never gone past the first round of a tournament, but they've been, yeah. at, been at plenty of tournaments. Well, Whereas Wales, they have gone past well before, obviously, nineteen fifty-eight World Cup, but they hadn't qualified since fifty-eight. Well, it's been a long, long time. Well, I had a, I've got the nineteen ninety shoot annual. Oh yeah, and there was a great statistic in that. It was a table of average performances at major international tournaments. Our Wales were like fifth because <laughs> 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 we got to one World Cup, we got to the last eight. <laughs> So we're right below like Brazil or Argentina. Yeah, yeah. You got West Germany, now Germany, Brazil. Real, I remember as a sort of nine year old. And that was that was my awakening for international sport. And my dad had told me a, 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 mm. he told me about Scotland in eighty five and and we got a terrible group for Italian ninety. We had we were in the same group as Holland and um Germany, West mm. Germany. So he he told me these hard luck stories. My dad had lost interest by that point because mm. he was like, "It's just it's just not going to happen. We're jinxed." And there was a real feeling that Wales were jinxed. But I remember look, looking at that table and thinking, "Can I feel pride in this? Because <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that's a stu- that's a stupid table." <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we got to <laughs> you got to take any victory yeah so um, and the, the thing with the, the 76 team mm. so you had players like uh, Toshak and Terry Orrath and um, Alan Curtis and Robbie James Leighton James who was a very good winger mm-hmm. played for Burnley and the Swans they, they, and Sunderland let's not and Sunderland yeah there well they, they then made some I mean he was a pundit on Welsh telly for a bit and that playoff when Wales uh um, played Russia. I think Russia. They. I don't think they lost a game at home for twenty five years or something ridiculous. So we we got a nil nil out in Moscow. So that's a really fantastic mm. result. And then uh, we had to play them in Cardiff. And um, so this is for for you, but you Euro two thousand and four under Mark. Right. Yeah, I was there. I was there. I was at the game in Cardiff. So we were. Oh, I was there as well. Horrible, horrible night. But anyway, so we lost. So it's so we lost one nil the, the <laughs> night before they were in the build up. They had, you know, they would have had um, Ollie Hines who was doing the Welsh coverage at the time, the anchor, and they would have had John Toshak probably, and then Leighton James. And John Toshak, you know, he was quite measured in his analysis, and they said, uh, Leighton, what do you think? And he went, well, I think we're going to beat them four or five nil. Easy. <laughs> John Arthur, Sam Davis, Craig Bellamy, Ryan Giggs, they, they just can't compete with us. And then we sort of went one nil down after 20 minutes and limped out. <laughs> And it was really horrible because in those days, incredibly, Wales were the most well-supported team in European football. We, with the Millennium Stadium mm. had just been built, so they used to, it was regularly filled. Regularly, wasn't it? yeah, we we sold out. 
for Azerbaijan at mm. home. 74,500 people to yeah. watch Azerbaijan. Be put to the sword. Yeah, 4 0. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and the, the thing with the Millennium Stadium at the time was it was a real draw. People were going just because they wanted to see the mm. new ground, you know, because it had been built for the 99 <clears throat> Rugby World Cup. So, yeah, so we, you know, we, we, we beat Italy in that campaign 2 1. Um, Simon Davis and, mm. and Craig Bellamy scoring the winner. And then we really ran out of steam in that campaign. And then the game against, I think it must have been Serbia, was um, postponed because of a political assassination. And and Hughes was a very cautious manager. So Robert Earnshaw, who is one of those players, the smaller countries tend to have these teams, have these players where if you talk to an Englishman or an English person, yeah. they'll laugh that the idea that Robert Earnshaw is sort of deadly at international. Well, is this sort of the David Healy kind of James, yes, James McFadden? Yeah. To I, a lesser extent, I know Fadden wasn't a forward, but he would play better for yeah, Scotland so, than he did for Yeah, so, you know, he's, he's scored the winner against Germany yeah, his, yeah. on his debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a great picture of him. <laughs> sort of, he's, he's literally a foot shorter than Oliver Kahn. <laughs> and he's so they're chest to chest looking at each other. And mm. yeah, he would, he would bang them in for mm. Wales. Mm. And the whole ground wanted Hughes to put him on. And he didn't put him on till. 60 minutes and he played him wide on the right it was really you know it was last chance saloon he should have mm. he, he, sh- he should have just gone for it because mm. we, we did limp out to that game but but we you know if I can talk about how Welsh fans felt going into Euro 2016 we're just pleased to be there so what was what, I, the, the qualifying campaign for Euro 2016 yeah, yeah under Chris Coleman of course yes. they, they seemed to have a plan they seemed to know their jobs yeah. and they had their formation it was usually a 3-5-2 if I remember correctly yeah well was, the, the, sort I mean, of Bale, five at the back really yeah and... Bale was float around uh, yeah. with, with Hal Robson Carnu I think was the, the Coleman's genius was that we'd like lots of smaller countries we tended to have one or two good players yeah um, who you couldn't quite fit into a coherent formation, mm-hmm. but you obviously have to pick them. So when Wales beat Belgium three one in October nineteen ninety, that what was what was great about that game was that Yora finally worked out how to play Rush, um, Hughes and Saunders in the same team. Yeah. So he, he, Hughes dropped <clears> into midfield. So all along we'd always had. It's a bit like Scotland on their glut of great fullbacks. What what do you do with that? Yeah, annoying. Scotland, seven great centre midfielders, three great left backs, nobody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or would it, would it be Slovenia who'd have would oh, it, oh, two, two great goals? Yeah, had Oblak and, and Andanovic. And Andanovic, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, Cameroon was with uh, yeah. Berlin and Gono. Yeah, it's, it's gutting when you have that sort of you know. Yeah, so so we so this this time round, and what what had what had gutting, been but, yeah. what had been quite frustrating in the certainly in the eighties and the early nineties was you had Russian hoops. And one of them scored in the first ten games they played together. So you thought, my God, this is you know this is quite yeah. the the partnership because obviously it was around the time I think Hughes made his debut in nineteen eighty, Russia a bit before that, but eighty six, eighty seven. You know, Hughes is on the way to Bayern and Barcelona. Rush on the way to Juventus. Two mm-hmm. really good strikers, but we just no one in midfield to get them the balls. They were living off scraps. Whereas by Coleman's era, everything was designed to get the best out of Bale and Ramsey. Yeah. So you had, we had a very stingy defence. I think in qualifying, we only conceded four goals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he sorted them out defensively. So defensively, we very rarely mm. got beaten mm. and didn't concede many. And then you had players like Hal, and they, players like Hal Robson-Carno, his job was to stretch defences mm-hmm. and run into channels and be a nuisance and just allow Bale and Ramsey a little bit mm. of space to play. And and also you had players like Johnny Williams, who who's a, you know... He, 
championship level, is a very good little dribbler. Mm. So he was sent on, and whereas Messi is sent on to dribble past five players and score, Johnny was sent on to dribble past two players and then get fouled, and then Bale would score mm. from the resultant free kick. That was a tactic. Mm-hmm. And that's how we scored our first goal um, against Slovakia in the first game. Mm. But but you're right. He, Coleman saw what he had, and and he really made the, made use of it. But I, I, it was it was really good what he did with Bale because Bale being just that left winger often for you know Spurs and then we go to Real Madrid. He often played him. Sometimes he played him on the right to yeah. cut in. Basically, like you, you're our goal threat, mate. So you got to yeah, do yeah. that. But then actually to give him that sort of more freer role. And Bale loved playing for Wales. Still does. He still does. And I think he just like Ryan Giggs. He, <laughs> <laughs> but he he emotionally really fits into that team. He does. So, it's quite remarkable that considering. He goes off and he's one of the the highest, you know, the biggest transfer fees of all time. Wins the Champions League, blah de blah de blah. Yet when he plays for that that Wales side, he seems to be one of the lads. And he, he which I think is a very kind of rare thing. You look yeah, at say, I don't know, Samuel Eto'o with Cameroon. Yeah, and had a bayor with. I know that very different cultures and be a, different landscapes and you, so on. You talk to loads of people around the Cameroon setup, and they go, "Oh, well, Samuel Eto'o was you so arrogant." I remember yeah. when, when he bought us all watches. <laughs> what? Like, isn't that a nice thing? No, he was just showing how rich he was. Yeah. And yeah. So, sort of like, I don't. Understand. I mean, I can see how that could be the case. Uh, that that's how it could be interpreted. So, getting the tone right, if you're the yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah, the outstanding yeah. player, yeah. And and Bale seems to get that. He seems to be able mm-hmm. to be the best player, but also to get everybody else. Well, he, he he's very close to players like Chris Gunter, and he's also he's a real Cardiff boy. Yeah. So. A lot of his, I think a couple of mates of his from school, I think he employs them. Mm. Oh, they're out with him in Madrid. I think one's his driver. What a show off. Well, I, well, I, one's his three iron. Well, <laughs> well I, I interviewed him a couple of years ago and I heard them all walking down the corridor and it was like being in the corridors yeah. of Whitchurch High where he went to school because mm-hmm. they were his friends from school. Mm-hmm. And there was a great um, video that went viral of a couple of Christmases ago. He's, you know, he's, he's a player at Real Madrid. Mm. And he was on the wreck where he used to play football as a kid growing up, playing against his mates. He scores this sort of 35-yard free kick in the rain. It's like on Boxing Day. And all his mates are like, whoa! <laughs> and he, he's very Welsh. Like, he's, he's building this incredible house in Cardiff. Mm. And when I interviewed him, I said, what will you do then after, you know, after you've retired? He said, oh, I'll just move back to Cardiff so I'm what my family are. And he just genuinely mm. seems to love it. Yeah. And also, I'm, you know, sadly, I think we've probably seen the best of him. But... Christ, five or six years ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, 2013, 14, 15, he was just astonished. Well, he was a world beater. But he still puts in it puts in yeah, it for Wales. So you had him in that side of still Ramsey as well, two genuinely brilliant players. I mean, Bale's in a category well, of his own. Well, Ramsey was in the team of the tournament in yeah. 2016 and had a better tournament mm-hmm. than Gareth and obviously didn't play in the semi. And it's the classic with story, John Charles didn't play in the mm-hmm. quarterfinal against Brazil. Mark Hughes didn't play against that against Romania in that game in 93 and we missed out on Ben Davis and mm. Ramsey because of two bookings mm-hmm. um which which cost us you know so you can you can't really do it without one of one of those two but he had a spine to his side can't well he? I mean Ledley and Allen they 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 sort of yeah. just neat tidy Very reliable important. midfielders aren't they well, so yeah. they provide the platform but that's the spine though you got you know you got your goalkeeper Hennessy Williams in front you got you got your midfielders. You, you had a distinct spine in that side. They all knew their jobs. All knew what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, you compare them to that England side, which comparisons were obviously made, of course. Despite England beat Wales, 
I think won the war. If there is a, yeah. if you see what I mean, even though that's well, finished a top of the group and yeah, yeah, and had a, a fast superior tournament. But England, well, I don't want to talk about England. We talk about Wales, but but they, they, that's the thing that impressed everybody that this system that they had and the formation it seemed to be getting the best out of everybody. It was ultra. We were ultra disciplined, mm. and every player knew their role. So. You know, Gunter, I think Chris Gunter's 31, so he was in his mid-20s in mm. 2016. He already had like 80 caps or something. Mm-hmm. So because what had happened was, and after Mark Hughes left, Toshak took over. And, you know, Toshak's won the league in six different countries and he took the Swans from the fourth to the first division and won the league twice with Madrid and all this kind of stuff. But he, he wound up a lot of our senior players. They didn't like him because he was a very hard-hitting pundit. So you read biographies of players in that Hughes team and they would troop into the dressing room after a defeat, turn the telly on and Toshak was hammering them. They would be throwing mm. boots at the telly and all this kind of stuff. And he, he wanted to get rid of players like Robbie Savage, I think. That's um, fair though. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, so he, he wanted us to play football. But because all of our senior players left, we were playing our under-20s at senior level. You know, Ramsey was captain of the team when he was, I think, 20 or 21. Mm. And... That team grew grew up together, but they they bonded because they they took some real hammerings, mm. um, and you know, but certainly by by twenty by the time twenty sixteen came around, they were relatively young, but they all had a huge experience. You know, it was sort of mm. Gareth Bale had had a, around <clears throat> sixty caps. You know, Ramsey not far off, and yeah. players like Joe Allen. And I think the reason we we failed to qualify for the World Cup in twenty eighteen was that Wales tend to play well or get good results if Allen Ramsey and uh, Baylor in the team. Those three are in the team. We tend mm-hmm. to do all right, but in that qualifying campaign, it was, you know, two of the three usually. Mm. Um, and in the game against Ireland, where we failed to beat them in Cardiff, lost one nil. Uh, Bale was in the stands, and Alan went off after twenty minutes with a concussion, and Ramsey was trying to do it all on his own. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. There's not a huge amount of strength and depth, but. Yeah. Our first 11 was quite a decent one. Indeed. All right, let's have a quick break, and after which we'll talk about uh, the games at Euro 2016. Kinked in towards Robson. Carnu, Taylor's available. What a turn! What a goal! What a goal from Hal Robson Carnu! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to Greatest Games on Football Ramble Daily in association with Blizzard, everybody. So let's talk about the tournament itself. Uh, Wales, their first game, they they play Slovakia and they win 2-1. So it's a great start yeah. to the tournament. And Wales hadn't hadn't been at a tournament, of course, since, since 58. Is, is I mean, I would count 76 and the players count 76. <laughs> okay. They, well, the, the, the players really feel that they've been, been forgotten, the mm. 76 team. Because they did reach the quarterfinals. It's yeah. just it was a four-team tournament. What is that's a four-team tournament? <laughs> well, even if even if we take seventy-six into account, it's still yeah. a long time. Then, it has been a long. It's still yeah, before I, mean, I was there. Something yeah. we can agree. I'm on. almost forty. <laughs> why, why not count ninety-two as well? Then, if you nearly got into the last round. <laughs> Anyway, they, they were at Euro 2016. They qualified yeah. for that. There's no doubt about it. They they participated in that tournament. And just, so, just a point that people, annoying people who don't know what they're talking about make, <laughs> is they say, oh, the expansion to 24 teams was great because it allowed teams like Wales and Iceland. No, no, Wales and Iceland would have qualified for yeah. a 16-team tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still... Like, uh, Northern Ireland would have done as well, wouldn't they, I think? I think they took I, I mean, yes, I, yes, I think they would have done, yeah. yeah. Um, but the point is that... You know, unless you have an incredibly sort of stratified coefficient system, mm. the best teams tend to get there. Yeah. And, you know, Wales, Iceland, Northern Ireland all got there because they deserved to get there. They didn't mm. get there because of some charitable, yeah. here's eight more spaces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And all that happened was we got a bloated tournament with loads of terrible football. Mm. And also, thankfully, some very good football. Mm. Yeah. And I think what I think sums up how Welsh supporters approach that Slovakia game and I talked to friends of mine who I'd been watching Wales with for 25 years. I said, what do you want out of this? You know, as we're walking to the ground in mm. Bordeaux. And uh, my friend said, I, I, wanna see, I, wanna, I wanna be there for the anthem. <laughs> Which is even part of that. Easily pleased, friend. I just, just want to see the anthem. And that'll be, that, that'll be me. And I, and you I, really want to show me internet because you just <laughs> yeah, download it. Finish my hot dog and, and I, I'm away. And, I, and I, I hope that we score a goal. 
Well, and I think the, the scoring of the goal is definitely something. You see that with, with very small teams if they get to the World Cup. You see that with the likes of... Well, you know, Panama. Got Panama, yeah. perfect example. Trinidad and Tobago, or maybe Jamaica, those kind of sides. But that shows you the mentality or the, or the feeling among the Welsh supporters because this Welsh side, as Jonathan says, qualified on merit. None of you, oh, well, they did 24-team tournament. They, they were there. They, were, had, they had good players. They had a world-class star in Bale. And you could maybe stretch that to Ramsey, but, but still yeah. a very, very good player. And here's, uh, you know, some of their supporters saying, well, just as long as we score. Yeah, and I remember in, in the sort of opening, I think it must be the opening 10 minutes, uh, Hamzic um, beats his man... Slot, you think he's slotting mm. at home and it's a Ben Davis block fantastic block one of the iconic moments of, of our tournament and I thought I looked at my friend I thought God I think we've bitten off more than we can chew <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not sure I, I'm not sure I like tournament block this, this is horrible prefer being a neutral yeah, yeah. and then um, and then you know I think Johnny Williams gets fouled I think and Bale scores a free kick yeah. and we're 1-0 up and then it's absolute well, it changes. Bed- bedlam in the stands. The belief and the hope comes in, and it's suddenly like yeah. And there was, I think, we deserve to be. Here. And there were, I think, there were twenty four thousand Wales fans in the ground, mm. and more just in Bordeaux itself. You know, there was. A, I think someone told me that fifty thousand fans went to Bordeaux. Mm. People I knew, people who'd driven minibuses from Aberystwyth. <laughs> Street, fly it, boys. I, I'm, I know climate change is an issue, but. That's, <laughs> And I, and I talked to him. He was like one guy who was a designated driver. Did the whole drive on his own. There's something about that, though, isn't there, that makes it more romantic or makes it more. I don't know. You need to show that you're really diehard. That we yeah. drove here. But everyone else is we drinking. skateboarded to this it's ground. But surely that's one of those. It's a good thing to have done. It's yeah. not a good thing to be doing. Absolutely yeah. right. But yeah. Like Bordeaux is at the bottom. Oh so, yeah. You know, it's not Paris, is it? And Abba to London's a long way. Yeah. They've but to France. But do you think? <laughs> Did they think the whole tournament was being played in Calais? <laughs> yeah, what, what do you mean you've got another you know, 15 well, hours? It's just, yeah, so there were all of these stories and I always think the Irish are a little bit like this. It was just a party. Mm. You know, I wouldn't say that the, the result was secondary, but certainly we were there to have a, a good time. Much I mean, like the England fans, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 the sad thing with, with our support, certainly in the 90s and the early 2000s, was there, there'd been a real Cardiff, Newport, Swansea thing. Mm. And, um, you know, sort of England fans tended to throw, um, you know, garden furniture at, at sort of foreign police, whereas our lot tended to fight themselves. Mm. But there was n- absolutely none of that in France. Mm. And you'd saw Cardiff and Swansea flags, you know, sort of next to each other in the pub. And I just thought it felt, you know, surreal in, in that I'd never expected it to be that good. Mm. And I remember thinking, I remember my dad saying, oh, you know, we'll try and go if, if Wales qualified for America in 94 and and I remember thinking I was in my early 20s at Euro 2004 you think what would it be like but it was just way better than yeah I could, I could imagine. imagine and and being in a country that's obviously close by people, more people can go yeah so it was far enough uh-huh. to be fun but close enough to be achievable yes as someone who is trying to sort out flights to Azerbaijan at the moment I'm sure you know, it's it's not a ball lick to, uh, to reach <laughs> France. So they beat Slovakia, then they're beaten by England. Yeah. Just, of course. Having gone 1-0. Yes, exactly. And then, Great half-time. Indeed. Loved half-time. Well, because Bale scores the free kick, your heart should do better. But the fact is, Bale scores it from about, I don't know, 85 yards out, yeah. whatever it was. Well, he was frightening goalkeepers. Yes, he was. His, so, you know, he any time he lined mm-hmm. up to take a free kick, 
there was a sort of psychological aspect, yeah. I think. So they just missed out against England, but of course, against Russia, you, you mentioned earlier, they were absolutely brilliant and came through that game. And, and, and it seemed to be suddenly that they were sort of quite free-scoring this, this Welsh side. Um, and then the second round, they, they face Northern Ireland, and it's a cagey affair. It's, it's one of the worst games of football I've ever yeah. been to. It Otherwise, was atrocious. Yeah, yeah, it was piss poor. And, and also, the game after it made up for that, I feel. But yes, you're right about I, this I one. I realised that this is, might be slightly against the spirit of what you're talking about, and the, the great joy yeah. of fans being together. Here we go. But I remember leaving the Parc des Princes. In tears. I'm pretty much in tears of frustration <laughs> having to kind of conjure not a, not a great game. 850 yeah. words out of that 1-0 win. Yeah. And there was, there was three or four, four of us together and like, we'll just we'll walk and we're with Josh Robinson who, who, from mm. the Wall Street Journal who knows Paris very well. So if we just walk, we, we're bound to find a, a bistro where you can kind of, you know, mm. get, get, get a steak and some wine. And we can look forward to England-Iceland. And we just walked and walked and walked for miles because mm. every beast was just full of Welsh and Northern Irish people. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. And, and he would like you to apologise for that, Ellis. <laughs> it, was, it was not a great game. But they got through it, and, though. And also it was a shame um, because I didn't want to play a, a British team. I, there's no glamour in that, really. And also we, we tend to... I did I mean... I've talked put- to enough footballers, Welsh footballers, mm-hmm. who would deny this. But certainly, from my from supporters' perspective, we tend to do better when we're underdogs. Well, that, that's it, isn't it? Scotland would probably say that, you know, when they used to get to tournaments, for crying out loud. That, oh, there's not many occasions when Scotland aren't underdogs. That's true. Days. That is very true. But Crowd-pleasing Scotland. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. But Wales, you know, they'd, they'd already played a British side in the form of England. Yeah. And were, were unlucky or, or very close to getting a point or something out of it of course to play Northern Ireland then Wales were probably they were favourites because they yeah. didn't even didn't even get a foreign ref it was Martin Atkinson oh was it yeah, yeah, that, I it was it was the most profound argument against the introduction of home nationals <laughs> I've ever seen <laughs> but- But, but you're right. That game, that game, you just got to get through it. Yeah, and then and which they did, and it, you know, it was even an own goal that settled it. Was it was an own goal, and I remember, and also the part of France, a lot of Welsh people had been there anyway, because that's mm. where the, the French rugby team had played for yes. decades. And it just it it we huffed and puffed a lot, and it was very cagey, and there, there wasn't much in it. Mm. But I, I do remember there was a, there was a guy behind me who I'm not sure if he was old enough to remember 58, but he was certainly relatively elderly. Mm. And he just, he cried mm. for about five minutes because obviously we'd got to the quarterfinals. Yeah. And then from then on in, then, you know, it's just... It's and you're right, there is a sort of psychological step of, yeah. hang on, we are there. I remember, I remember when Sunderland got, uh, when we um, beat Chelsea to get to the FA Cup semi-final in 1992. <laughs> and just a sense of, we are in the semi-final yeah. and everybody's going to have to talk about us because we yeah, yeah, are there. Yeah. We're, we're, it's like we're a real team that you uh-huh. see yeah, on telly and sw- stuff. When the Swans went into the Premier League was the same. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're sitting up a quarter-final with Belgium. I mean, Belgium, in in the group in, in, the, in the tournament itself, you know, they'd been beaten by Italy. Um, it hadn't been brilliant, but then they, they hammered Hungary, who had an OK, I mean, relatively speaking, had a great tournament, Hungary, but they, they'd hammered Hungary in the, in the second round. And then they were playing Wales. And I mean, you look at the starting lineups, you know, the, in the Belgium side, it included Courtois, Aldevira, Nangalan, Witzel, De Bruyne, Lukaku, Hazard, Carrasco. Now, I understand that some of those players 
how, uh, you know, they were a little bit younger then, of course, as we all were, uh, and uh, even better now. But but still, this was the Belgium side that people thought, ah, this is the tournament where they're going they to fulfil their potential. They were ranked second in the world. Yes, there you I go. I think were the pre-tournament favourites, Belgium. Mm. And Mark Wilmot, the manager, you know, he wasn't getting the best out of what, what was on paper a really cracking team. Oh, he, he frustrated me. So I don't know what it was like for Belgians. So, so that Belgium team did well when they played against a flat back four. Yeah. And that in the, in the tournament when they played well, that it was against flat back fours. Mm. They couldn't really cope with three central defenders, which is how Wales played, because mm. it, it meant that De Bruyne and uh, Hazard had less space to play yeah. with. Mm. So it was... And even when he made substitutions against Wales in the in the quarterfinals, he never really changed his formation. It was like he hadn't realised oh, it, it was, it was I, going I wrong. Think, I mean, Phil Mots, I've, I've, never, I've never been so certain that a coach was, was sort of bringing down the level of I his can, side. I completely agree. The 2014 yeah. World Cup, they were so, like... I mean, I, especially with teams you don't watch every week. Yeah, I'm always a little bit cautious about being too critical of a coach because I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know what they could be. Mm-hmm. But we know these players. Mm. We know what they've gone on to be. Mm-hmm. And you saw the same thing happening over and over again. Oh, I just talked to uh, yeah. Christophe Terreur, the um, Belgian journalist based in London. He was fuming about I, I Wilmot the whole time. I bet he was. I bet and he the, was. The, the, the Belgian press generally were sort of yeah. at war with Wilmot by this, yeah. this point. I mean, there's yeah. The, you and you look sort at... of feel that. that that great group of players, they've kind of wasted sort of yeah. four oh, well, years by it, having a nonsense manager. It's even more profound than like what Sven did with England, with Gerard and Lam- are, you, are you admitting that Sven <laughs> brought down the level of England? I have never, never said that I like Sven's tactics. I'm saying that what I what I what I, I can't get away from Sven is that that, that he mismanaged really a, a, an amazing group of players. And and even doubled down quite recently on on it, on British TV when talking about it, and yet I can't dislike the man, and it's that that charm and sophisticated. <laughs> the I think it's fair to say Wilmots didn't have that charm. Exactly, and that's the problem for Wilmots. He didn't have that. The reason I can't dislike Sven is <laughs> in the in the build up to the two thousand and two World Cup, mm. a ten year old boy shaved his head oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. look like Sven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is one of the best on finally yeah. tonight stories on the news <laughs> and I bet well, I, I it's get, about nine I get, <laughs> gave himself a proceed again but it, the camera goes it pans along a load of school children and it goes past him and then it kind of cuts back I know this because oh. I get sent this footage weekly I'll be also honest. you know I, I was I was living in, in Cardiff at the time and very, I was a student so I would th- that was the the tournament where kickoffs was, was seven in the morning mm. and uh, you know, I would go to the pub with my English mates to watch England mm. games. And in the pub, there were a lot of English students who had their hair like David Becker. Yeah, yeah. And my um, and a friend of mine said, imagine if everyone had had their haircut like Michael Owen. Like how boring a haircut that is. And then this kid turned up. Oh, God bless that, Charles. Also, what an incredible news story. Yeah. Him and Eureka, the yeah. only two Swedish people any... <laughs> People in Britain knew are getting off with each other. <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway. So oh, as loath as I am, by the way, yeah. we have to go back to Euro 2016. So the the thing with Belgium was our record against um a lot of international major international teams mm-hmm. um is bad. So our our record against the Italians is is um is bad. I, I think we you know two wins. Mm. 
Um, we've never beaten Holland. I think we played them. I can't remember how many times we played them, but it's um, you know, it's it, we've we've never beaten the Dutch. We've beaten the Spanish once or twice. Our record against England is dreadful. Mm-hmm. But the one major team that I've always fancied us against because our record against them is very good is is the Belgians. Mm. So we used to beat them. You know, Ian Rush in, in the build-up to this game said, oh, we'll win. We never lose to Belgium. Mm. And I kind of had that feeling as I walked to the ground. And obviously we'd played them in qualifying. So we'd beaten them in Cardiff. Gareth Bale had scored the winner. And then I got a, a nil-nil out in Brussels. So, it, you know, if I was going to ever be confident about Wales playing in a quarter-final, it was going to be going to be Were you confident, Belgium. though? Because no, bearing in mind some of those players that Belgium had. Yeah, and of course, and I am... Um, like a lot of Welsh people, naturally very pessimistic when it comes to our team. It's mm-hmm. just, we'd played them so much because we'd played them in qualifying for um, the 2014 World Cup as well. So we'd got a one-all out in uh, Belgium, out in Brussels. I was at a game I remember nothing about because the beer is as strong as wine, which is <laughs> irresponsible. <laughs> uh, and then obviously we'd beaten them. And I think that when we beat them in Cardiff, that was the first time that the players... That was in June 2015, I think. That was the first time that the players really believed that they were going to qualify. Um, and I just, I just, it, I felt like I knew them. You know, we mm. we we played the the French in in November 2017. Um, in a friendly, we hadn't played France for years. We haven't played. We played the Spanish in a friendly quite recently. We haven't played them for ages. You know, when I think of Spain, I think of us beating them three 0 at the race course in the Marquise. The Marquise is mm. a kick. The Belgians, we just seem to play them every couple of months. Mm. And, you know, tended not to lose. So had we been playing, you know, Portugal or Germany, I'm, I'm not sure I'd have fancied yeah. it. But against Belgium, there was a little thing in the back of my mind that made me think, well, so I don't know, actually. Yeah. And, but yeah, but it's a quarterfinal of a major tournament. So it's, it's, it's an awful lot And I didn't care because we'd got to the last Yeah, I think there's probably a bit of that going on. So the game starts and it was pretty fast paced mm. game. It was quite a frenetic pace. I mean... Ben Davis was booked after four minutes for yeah. quite a cynical foul, you could say, on, on De Bruyne. I think he's quite soft, actually. Do you think? Yeah. I think he knew what he was doing. I think he might know what he was doing, but it's not, you know, it's not Batistón on. <laughs> it's not Schumacher on Batistón. <laughs> okay. okay. It was more of a tactical foul, then, yeah. we'll say. Uh, and, and that puts him out for the semi-final. Um, after about five or six minutes, an incredible goal-mouth scramble. In Three the, shots in ten seconds. Yeah, and uh, Wales managed to. And so, as the game starts, so you that's think the, the Lukaku cross. The, yeah. Then comes the Carrasco, sort of totally unmarked back mm. of the box, and that save. And it comes back to Mernier. Yeah. And it, it's cleared off the line, and as I follows it up, and it's deflected over the bar. Yeah. And at that stage, because I, I weirdly I'd forgotten that until I went back yeah. to, to look at this. And because that was the first thing that came up, I was, I was sort of like, oh, it's one of these arty highlights packages that put some crazy bit from the end mm. at the beginning. Oh, no, it turned out I did have enough to five minutes. That's right. Yeah. I mean, at that stage, I wasn't enjoying it. No. Did you think to yourself, like you thought maybe against Slovakia, you thought, oh, we've really bitten off more than we yeah, can chew? Yeah. And then Nangolin scores from about 25. Oh, what a goal. 30 yards. Yeah. Which but after 13 minutes. But that was an incredible, because if you think about, you know, Wales, right, we're under the cosh here. The, the, yeah. the, the, I mean, that was really from the, the kind of first couple of minutes. We, we defend deep now. And you go that deep, which is, you know, it's perfectly fine. And when he rifles in that shot from sort of 25, 30 I mean, yards. You know, it's a real net breaker. God, blimey. Um, I, I read a Barney Roney article about this game. And he says, as he hits it, he hits it so cleanly, you can see mist coming off the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and so he rifles it in. Mm. Um, 
and it's 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 um, in the Welsh end as well. So I've sort of seen the ball in the back of the net, and Hennessy gets fingertips to mm. it, but it's, you know, it's not no saving chance. That. He's no one saving that. And I did think, oh dear, yeah, oh god. That, well, maybe even you, you might be even thinking to yourself, keep the score line. Well, I thought we were going. I thought we were going to get stuffed in front of. Mm. You know the the world, and it, it reminded me of. I remember watching um, the two thousand five Champions League final with a, oh, yeah. a Liverpool, Liverpool fan, yeah. and at three 0 down at half time, he said, "I just, I just hope this isn't embarrassing." Well, that's what Carragher said that he said, "Yeah, we yeah. don't want the record of the, the biggest margin of." Yeah, and that's what my know, friend Sam said. He just said, "I just don't want this to be embarrassing." You know, three mm. 0 Okay, we've just lost the Champions League final, but any more than that, and it's, yeah. it's 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 humiliating. It's funny though because you can forget that a few minutes before that, Bale had an effort that hit the side net. Yeah. It wasn't a bad shot. But after the goal, in Wales, are still, it's pretty end-to-end, actually. Yeah, it's, it's quite brick-neck, a brick-neck. It really is, actually. I, I forgot. I remember it being a, a, a good game of football, and obviously it was momentous for you know for, from Wales' point of view. Um, but I forgot what a what an incredible game it was. And 25 minutes in, um, Ramsey squares the ball to Taylor, who should probably score. Yeah. And Courtois makes a brilliant save. And I think to myself, it's one of those chances where do you think, oh, that was their chance? But I thought, no, I think there's more in it for them. There's that amazing um, statistic. Taylor, Taylor never scored. <laughs> when, he, when he scored against Russia, yeah. and he needs two attempts at it. <laughs> because the, the first attempt, he cannot believe he's in that position. Mm. And he cannot believe that sort of it's effective, almost an open goal. Mm. And he cocks it up. Um, he hadn't scored any kind of goal at all since playing for Wrexham, I think, against Gray's Athletic. <laughs> and I know that in, he, uh, there was a... One of the, those defenders. Yeah, it, yeah. One of the press, had, you know, he'd got changed in a porter camp. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah, kind of, yeah, Like he never scored for the Swans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, he has a chance. And you think, oh, okay. And after about 25 minutes, you know, we've, we've, we've got the better of them. And, and if you look at the stats at the end of the game, we had more, mm. um, we had more chances, we had more sort of shots on target, we had more corners. And after I think I think we took twenty five minutes to settle down or so, but mm. then oh, so we, once we find our rhythm, we're, we're well, pretty impressive. When Ashley Williams heads that ball in from the corner, I mean his celebration it was it was like a more joyous Marco Tardelli, you know. Yeah. It was, it, to me, actually, as an Englishman, that's quite an iconic celebration when Williams is celebrating. But the way he's celebrating, it's almost like. He's got the winning goal with a few minutes remaining, or something. Yeah, and it was actually it was just, it was an equalising goal, and there's still an hour or so to well, play. Well, that, that was a real thing from that tournament. Our whenever anyone scored, they would run to the dugout. Yeah, and they would shows the togetherness. Yeah, the there'd song. be a pylon with Oshan Roberts, the coach, and and Coleman, obviously, and the squad mm. players. Coleman doesn't miss a party. So, so that's so, <laughs> so that's what Ashley does. And what I find frustrating about Hal's goal to make it 2-1 is as a joke, he runs past the dugout and then runs back. Uh, I thought, oh, God, that was not the time. For <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Um, yeah, so towards the end of the first time, Williams heads over from a corner and so on. And Wales finished, you know, the half in quite buoyant fashion. And the second half begins, and the second half sort of starts as the first half did. Belgium thinking, hang on a minute here. We should really try and put ourselves a goal up, and Lukaku puts a header just wide, mm. which was which was a great chance. And he's unmarked. Yes, he is. Yeah, Hazard sort of fizzes one wide. De Bruyne hits one just over, and, and suddenly it does feel like Belgium going right. Enough's enough here. Yeah, 
we've let them have their fun. Indeed. And there, that, is, there is a strange thing when you're watching it. I mean, I, I was watching it in a in a restaurant in, mm. in Bordeaux because I, I was doing France-Germany the following night. You could try and find a restaurant without Wales fans, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, there's, I don't know, there's eight, ten British journalists, mm. well, actually maybe not all British, but eight, eight ten yeah. journalists sitting there. And our assumption is, well, Belgium will win this eventually. Well, I think that was everybody's assumption. Really, apart from a few Welsh fans, and it was—it was almost a, it was a bit like um, you, know, you know when Leicester won the league, and mm. it was that it was that moment and, yeah. and when you suddenly thought, "Hang on, this this might happen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which was when they won away at City, mm. and there's the same thing here when Robson County scores, which mm. is after what fifty-five minutes. That, yeah. It was suddenly, hang on, yeah, maybe may, maybe this isn't. As inevitable as well, we you thought. think it's always going to be their night because Belgium are missing chances, and you will surely, surely, surely think, "Hang on, hang on, hang on," and that puts that puts doubt in the Belgian minds. That puts yeah. confidence we, in Wales, and we played in a way that the Belgians found difficult to handle. Mm. So we were very compact mm-hmm. in defence, and we were good in the counter attack with yeah. two very good attacking players. I mean, that how Robson Carnu goal. A Cruyff I mean, turn for the ages. I mean, what people don't, what people forget, he didn't have a club. He <laughs> <laughs> released by Redding. Redding. You said he was ineligible for the tour already. Yeah, right? so briefly. Sort of Wales is Roger Miller uh, almost. Atletico Madrid briefly took an interest, apparently. That's not in true, surely. I think, I think what is probably true is that they saw that, realised that he was a free agent, Oh, and okay. then realised who he'd been released by and thought, <laughs> well, it's one of those moments. We'll, we'll let that go. But yeah, but he, he didn't have a club. And he, uh-huh. I think he'd scored three or four goals for Reading. Because mm. again, he wasn't really in but you, he wasn't really in the team to score goals. When you're talking, and I understand why you were sort of talking down Robson Carnu. do you think that's what the Belgian defenders thought? Because he gets the ball and they seem to be worried about everybody else. In his def- in his defence, well, there's I think that, I can't remember who it is, but there I mean, is he already some, scored in the tournament. But there is someone he should square it to, mm. and he thinks, no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna cry for turn. This is my moment. This is my moment. And my it was. And the thing with with Hal, but is, if, if he had the sense that um, Denier was had started to move to block that pass, mm. and he sort of realised, hang on, the space. Then suddenly the quite turn becomes a percentage option. Yeah. Yeah. He also takes his goal very well. He does. Yeah. He opens his body. That's and, right. You know. And the thing is, it's such an odd thing to do. Yeah. I'm sort of prepared to give him credit and think. Oh, oh yeah. I think you have to. The, 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 he 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 sort of sensed the defender moving away as he knew where the space was and just spun into it. He um he only scored five goals for Wales in his 42 caps, I think. But they mm. were they are five iconic, very important goals. Oh yeah. The one against Slovakia, that one. Is a header against Scotland in the snow. He, he scores a goal against Moldova to keep us in in with a chance of qualifying for the mm. 2018 World Cup. Um, you know when it when he when he scored goals, they were very very important goals. I mean, I yeah. I, I I absolutely adore the man. And our, oh, I'm our, sure our fans used to sing um, Hal Robson Carnu to the tune of Push It by Salt and Pepper. Mm. Uh, and when I met him, he had that on his phone, <laughs> singing his own name. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Um, so yeah. So I mean, it's still you know end to end, still the fast pace and so on. I mean, even even Fellaini's brought on. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, it, you know, Grasco, isn't it? I think. Oh, is that what it was? I think so. Yeah. Fellaini has a header wide, which as soon when he meets that and it, in the ball that kind of hits off his head and goes towards the goal, he thinks surely and it flashes wide. All these moments, you think it's going to be Wales night, isn't it? Yeah, and. We started to look quite comfortable, I thought. 
And then obviously the the third goal. Now I think you could argue that the third goal is actually a better goal. Yeah, it's a beautiful goal. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, Ramsey's involved. I mean, Ramsey has an absolutely fantastic game. And I went back mm. and I I reread a lot of the match reports, and everyone's saying is this is the best game he's ever played. Mm. You know, including for Arsenal, because he's you know he, I think he sets up five chances on his own. He's mm. just he's everywhere. Never gives the ball. He's, he has a fantastic game. So it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful goal. The third one, Sam Vokes. But what what I love about it, this is um, this is discussed in some detail in the uh, Johnny Owen film, Don't Take Me Home. It's five minutes to go now. Gunter, um, it's, it should be his game management time really mm. by then. So he's got the ball to the byline, and <laughs> the Vokes is in the middle. <laughs> the camera pans to Coleman. Who mouths and you can lip read it. Yeah. Don't cross that fucking ball, Christopher. <laughs> and he does, and then we're three one. <laughs> so it cross... could have been his uh, yeah. David Ginola show. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, so it's so, a phenomenal header from. But he, so he can, you can, you can lip read him. That mm. is exactly what he says. And then suddenly we're three one up, and obviously in front of the Wales fans, everyone's pouring down the sort mm. of, um, you know, the sort of the aisle to to get to the to get to the to the advertising holdings. And it's just chaos. Mm. Now, one thing, before I forget, I, I have to say this because it made me laugh so much. You know how Lakeep's um, match player ratings are notoriously stingy? Mm. So they're famous. I don't think they've ever given a 10 ever. No, I think they've given think, 10 but, or yeah, 11 10s or something. It's very Because you know. um, uh, the... Dusan Tadic got one for uh, Ajax right, yeah, away yeah, to Real Madrid. Yeah. I think this when that came out, didn't it? That they're very stingy. There. But when, when when Wales played, I but they, they've got gradings of brilliance that are imperceptible to humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but basically, a normal footballer having the best game of his life will get six and a half. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to Philippe Beauclair about this, and he just he, it's it is absurd. And when when Wales played France in November 2017, a friendly, I, I went to the game in Paris and and. On the Eurostar back, I picked up a copy of the keep. They were giving our players knit one, yeah, <laughs> zero. <laughs> Gareth Bale gets two. <laughs> you know, it is actually. I thought well, it must be out of three or something yeah. <laughs> because we get zeros across. The must board. be golf scores. Yeah, you know? this guy's got minus two. So anyway, um, Wales Online, which is the the you know the online version of the Western Mail, which is Wales's uh, national newspaper. Uh, t- to say they get carried away, I, I looked at the Wales <laughs> online player ratings. Everyone gets man of the match, <laughs> and all of the players are given eleven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> so Wonderful. And the keep still going. Aaron Ramsey three and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So in the way that you know you'd see, I remember the news on press pack. Mm. So then you'd have little kids reviewing films. And what was so funny about it was obviously you haven't really got much of a critical faculty when you're 10. Mm. So they would, they, would, they would send kids out and they'd say, oh, um, I thought the, the plot didn't make any sense and the acting was bad, but the special effects are great. So I give the film 11 out of 10. So I reread the West Mail play ratings. They start off with... Uh, Wayne Hennessy, Starman, 11 out of 10. I thought, oh, okay. Well, I suppose he made some important saves. Neil Taylor, Starman, yeah, yeah. 11 out of 10. I thought, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I suppose he had that. And then I realised yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah. the whole team gets it. But then, bearing in mind that Aaron Ramsey was clearly the best player, hmm. 
I thought he, they're going to give him 20 out of 10. No. But no, it's just, just a plain, Same as plain all 11 out of 10. Yeah, there you are, you see. And of course, Wales were beaten by Portugal in, in Leon 2 now. I was at that game myself. But it, yeah, it, they went as further than they, than, than they could or, or should, if you see what I mean. It, but it was a phenomenal tournament. It, it sort of shows that, you know, when you think of the, the, the Danish in 92 and mm. the Greeks in 2004. 2004, even South Koreans in 2002, I think if you've got a very, very tightly knit group yeah. of players, yeah. sort of our, our form in the friendlies leading up to the tournament had been quite bad. And I thought, you know, God, we're going to get stuffed here because all of the momentum we had in qualifying had petered out. So we lost to Holland, um, out in Amsterdam. We, um, I think we drew in Northern Ireland and we lost to Sweden as well, I think, from memory. So... You know, we had this fantastic momentum. I, I remember thinking, God, if only we could have played this tournament in November 2015. Mm-hmm. And it had, it had seemingly petered out. And I thought, oh, you know, crumbs, this is, we're in trouble here. But what happens, I think, is that teams develop momentum during a tournament. So, you know, we played, and the, the Welsh um, squad was stationed in Dinard. And they were allowed, and, and they did a lot of things right that the English sort of copied in 2018. Mm-hmm. So they, I think, is it Ian Mitchell, the sports psychologist, who is now with England, had been with Wales for the for yeah. Euro 2016, and also because the players were allowed to mix. You, you talk about um, the England team at the World Cup in 2010. Being, I mean, they got it wrong horrendously. You know, but England cooped did, yeah. up in their hotels and being very bored yeah, and not yeah, knowing. Yeah. And and our, you know, we didn't make any of those mistakes. And what those players always say, whether it's Bale or Ramsey or David Cottrell or Chris Gunter, mm. you know, the whole squad always say it was like being on holiday, yeah. on a lad's holiday, yeah. with 30 of you, with the game every few days. Yeah. <laughs> and they just loved every second of it. Yeah. And I think Coleman's a huge part of that. And also I think, you know, that team had, had come through, you know, the, the, the loss of Gary Speed. Mm. So they'd been through an awful lot. They'd played a lot together. And I think, you know, I'm not sure if, I, you know, I don't know if, if Ryan Giggs has managed to foster the same sort of team spirit. But if, if you do have that team spirit, you can actually mm. play above yourselves very um, much in so. a tournament. Ellis, it's been fascinating talking to you about that one. It's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> well, maybe after the Euros, if they do go ahead, of course, at the time of recording, we, yeah, we assume they are. You know, maybe a few more stories uh, for, 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 from the Wales national side, of course. Uh, Jonathan, thank you very much. Ellis, it's been an absolute pleasure, as we say. Um, do check out theblizzard.co.uk for, for more stories like that. Thank you very much for listening to Greatest Games on Football Ramble Daily in association with the Blizzard. We'll see you next week for another great game from football. was a Stakhanov production. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.